This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Don't get too many of these texts, so certainly I'm going to read it. Uh, I think you're right, Chuck. I'm just going to stop right there. All right. <laughs> I played four years of college football and three years of arena football. The guys I played with would go anywhere to play ball for that kind of money in the National Football League. Okay. Uh, this this will warm your heart, Jamie. Uh, this guy's name is Seth Towns. And this there's sarcasm in my voice here. I don't know if you can tell or not. Got the sarcasm light on above my head. Seth Towns. He is a uh, former Ivy League player of the year. Uh, he's put his name in the portal, okay? He's, Even though he hasn't played in two years. Right. He's 26 years old and hasn't played since the 2021 season. Started off at Harvard, then went to Ohio State, which is where he dreamed of playing. He had some injuries and had to uh, Must have been a nightmare. leave there. Played in only 25 games for the Buckeyes. Averaged under four points a game in the uh, 2021 season. Missed the following year with a back injury. Last September, he stepped away because of numerous injuries. But now, he's back, and I don't know if he's better than ever, but next year, this coming season, will be his eighth in college basketball, and he could have two more years remaining, depending on how many years he qualified for a medical redshirt. He has only played three total seasons at Harvard and Ohio State, and one was the 2021 season, which the NCAA, of course, considers to be COVID-impacted. 2021 was COVID-impacted? Well, that's what that's not correct because it's... Uh, well, it was the 19-20 season that was right. COVID-impacted. But I'm just reading off this article here. Anyway, the bottom line is... Is the dude just <clears throat> afraid to go get a job? I don't know. Well, maybe maybe he thinks this is as good a job as he can get, paying wise, right now. Don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he probably could muster up that much money, right? Maybe he's maybe he's going for a PhD. Maybe maybe all this all cobbled together, he still doesn't have his undergrad. That would be embarrassing for him. That would be embarrassing for him. Yes. <laughs> You mean, with all this time that you've spent out there, you can't uh, get yourself uh, a degree yet? Yeah, that would be... I mean, it is Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be very Well, that's where he started. Not where he is now. Yeah. I don't know, man. Don't we have... A... Excuse me. Don't we have uh, rules that, uh, you know, you have to get it finished in so many years? Once you start, clearly there's a window that that closes at certain uh, a certain amount of years. Yeah, but I think COVID just kind of messed all that up. But clearly, he's read the rule book because he's saying he's got could have could have up to two more years left. Gosh, I know. Good God, Almighty! Right, right. Uh, meanwhile, and I, I like this. Uh, the Red Raiders have uh, announced the signing of their seven footer. So that's that's good news, right? Mm-hmm. Warren Washington make it official it has made it official yeah I mean a lot of times you know you see these commitments being made and uh, you know um, 
you know, it, you'd kind of wonder about, okay, when, I guess we'll, until they get their boots on the, on the, on the campus, but with summer school getting ready to start and, you know, summer workouts, uh, you want to get as many of these kids signed and sealed and delivered, but Warren Washington, who was uh, named to the Pac-12 all-defensive team last year at Arizona State, uh, 841 points, 569 rebounds, and 111 block shots in his college career um, will be in Lubbock this next year. He's got one year of eligibility left. He's played at Oregon State, Nevada, and at uh, Arizona State University. Coach Grant McCaslin says this, we are thrilled about the winning experience Warren brings to our front court played in the NCAA tournament last year and we are excited for him to make a big impact on our team right away yeah he has to he's I think got, he's going to be a guy team our, our fans really enjoy watching you know a guy that plays above the rim and sure and score with his back to the basket but can run the floor mm-hmm. uh, just a high flyer you know block a lot of shots I think he's going to be a guy that our fans will really like out of his 109 games that he's played he has uh, 80 career starts, so he's the, the third transfer to join uh, the Red Raiders and their new coaching staff, uh, joining uh, Chance McMillan and Darion Williams. All have uh, played in the NCAA tournament, all played last year. McMillan coming from Grand Canyon and Williams coming from Nevada. Okay. I just think it's – I mean, it's the world is just so different than it used to be of college sports. Mm-hmm. Playing for four different schools. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and not which, like it's different levels. So which alumni different. association do you join? I mean, you're the, the last one, is that the one that you're most remembered for? I mean, like, each time, why did you leave? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, the total track is. You just get bored is. there? Could. Yeah. Could have. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he started off, Washington did, at Oregon State. Um, played in 27 games and then went to Nevada and he redshirted the 2019-20 season then played two years. He averaged in double-figure scoring. My guess is then he he discovered, oh, hey, I'm pretty good, so I'm going to go to Arizona State. And then um, after Arizona State, he was like, man, I'm maybe I'm really, really good. I'm seven feet. <laughs> they could, and I, I hear this guy in Lubbock pining for a seven footer all the time. Maybe, maybe this is maybe this is through the double T ninety seven through mobile app. He stumbled upon our show and realized that we didn't have a seven footer and that we really need one here. And he said, "Lubbock, Texas, is the place for me." Maybe so. This is where I, I got to be. Clearly deserve the credit. <laughs> no. That might be where how he got here, but how did Grant McCaslin find him? Because mm. mm. yeah, he had to be in the portal first. Yeah, he had to be in the portal. And, you know, Coach McCaslin had to want him. Sure. Because if he didn't want him, he wouldn't be here. Sure. And that's that's all that's fair. I mean, I'm all for you taking credit for things on the morning <laughs> Just, drive. I can't let you. No. <clears throat> the, there's too many other factors that go into this. I point. was. Wanting to take credit for this. Just trying to be funny, actually. Jeff doesn't seem like he wants to play our game today. He doesn't really want to play the game today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 638 this morning here on the morning drive. Hey, guess who they've uh, issued a missing persons report for? Grant McCaslin? No. Well, no, he was he was he was out about last week. No, um, your favorite major league baseball umpire, Angel Hernandez. I don't have a favorite major league baseball umpire. He umpires has, are just umpires <clears throat> to me. They have he, no names. He has been missing since uh, April the third, 
He has not uh, umpired a game since the opening game of a series between the San Francisco Giants and the Chicago White Sox. Well, that uh, doesn't sound very apparently, good. Apparently, he's recovering from an injury. Um, a source with knowledge of the situation told the New York Post that uh, Hernandez has missed most of the season due to a back injury and that he would be expected to return this season once his injury has been cleared. That's unfortunate for him, but he's uh, he's not everybody's favorite Major so, League Baseball umpire. Okay, so he's seriously, he's missing. Well, he's not missing. He's, oh. he's not missing, missing. I was <laughs> being facetious there. Sorry, I totally missed the sarcasm. I'm sorry. I, I should have been. I should have put more flair. So we're to giving it. reports on an injured, just an injured umpire. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, because it, some had thought maybe that he had been canned, or you know, cast aside, or dismissed, or just put on the shelf for no reason. Because some people are looking for drama in Major League Baseball in a season that's going fantastically well for most of the franchises, mm, and no. Chuck. AKA some people looking for drama found an umpire story. No, I, well, I mean, I just, when I saw just this, trying to get Sneed angry again, no, that's what no. he's trying to do. Yeah. No, no, doesn't take much. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> that fuse is pretty short right it now. It doesn't at all. It seems, seems like right now or always. No, he's an I, excitable guy. I know, that's what makes a, him right? great on the radio. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mild mannered, even keeled guys are boring on the radio. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Six forty this morning here on Lubbock's Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. Your line there to your partner was, "You're not boring on the radio." <laughs> he just agreed. I'll help you out there. <laughs> You're not boring on the radio. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. May the 16th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. Sports history. Right, sports history. 1941. The U.S. Uh, first U.S. radio performance by Robert Russell Bennett's Symphony in D for the Dodgers took place. What does that mean? That's their theme song that you'll oh. hear at Dodger Stadium. Okay. It's an orchestra that is symphony, as in hyphen phony. Oh. They're not symphony, they're symphony. Have you been to Dodger Stadium, Jamie? I have. Did you like it? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good park. I did not have a Dodger dog. You did not mm-hmm. have a hot dog. Yeah, but no, I know. Well, no, they're, they're specifically, they're called Dodger dogs. Right. Like, that's their name there. Mm-hmm. Even I know that, and I haven't been there. Right. I liked it better than uh, the Big A, as you like to refer to oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. But I thought the Big A was fine, too. 1953, Philadelphia Phillies' Kurt Simmons gives off a leadoff single. He then retires the next 27 mm. in a row in a 3 nothing win over the Braves, a county stadium in Milwaukee. 1954, Ted Williams is his first game back after breaking a collarbone. It's a doubleheader in game one. He had eight hits. What was the score? I don't have that. I was more shocked at eight hits after breaking your collarbone. Yeah, how many ABs did he get? 1957, New York Yankees players, including Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford, Hank Bauer, are all involved 
in a brawl at the Copacabana nightclub <laughs> yes. while watching Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> perform. Yes. What does this lead to, Chuck? Copacabana. <laughs> what does this lead to? Little Barry Manilow. What does this lead? What does this fight lead to? I, I don't. Uh, it's a trade of Billy Martin. There you okay. go. <laughs> he was a bad influence on the rest of those fellas. Nineteen seventy nine, the National League approves the Astro sale from the Ford Motors to John J. McMillan for nineteen million dollars. A few years later, in nineteen eighty one, Houston shortstop Craig Reynolds hits three triples as the Astros beat the Cubs six to one. Three triples in one game. Goodness. <clears throat> 1984, Major League Baseball Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Steve Carlton hits a grand slam homer off of Fernando Valenzuela in a 7-2 win against the Dodgers in Los Angeles. 1985, NBA Rookie of the Year was... Michael Jordan. Named on this day. He's pretty good. Had some cool shoes, too. Think how long the Chicago Cubs have been playing baseball. Think of all the great Chicago Cub players. 1996, Sammy Sosa is the first Chicago Cub to hit two home runs in one inning. Hmm. Mm. Did he have cork in his bat? Or bouncy balls? Or steroids? Or had he dyed its skin color yet? <laughs> I hadn't done the skin color yet. That was different. And in That's 20... one interesting dude right there. He is one interesting dude. And in 2019, Brooks Kepka fires a tournament record equaling and course record 63, which was seven under to lead the PGA Championship by one stroke after the first round at Beth and Page Black, New York. Beth Page. It's National Barbecue Day. Thought that was every day. Well, you know, it's Texas, so that's definitely true. Mm -hmm. But today is like the National Barbecue Day. Happy birthday to Megan Fox, who's 37, Janet Jackson, 57, Pierce Brosnan, 70, Tucker Carlson, 54, Danny Trejo, 79, Tori Spelling, 50, Gardner Minshew, 27, Thurman Thomas, 57, John Sally is 59, and Jack Morris is 68. He was such a good pitcher. Bit of an attitude problem, though. Kind of a jerk. Really? I did not know that. Told his manager, you ain't got nobody in the dugout that can pitch as good as me as he's walking out there to pull him in the ninth inning. Did you tell Sparky Anderson that? I think that's who exactly who he told yeah. that. What, what does, does, is he still a jerk if he's right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably not, no. Okay. But if the manager's coming out to pull the pitcher, I like a, I yelling like a, at your boss is not a good thing. I to like do. a little yeah, gumption. No, I, yeah, it's also... It's also good to re respect the guy that's sure. running your team. Respect the uniform, right? Mm -hmm. And also not run down your teammates. Mm -hmm. uh, and on this day I in respect the question. On this day in 1960, in the wake of the Soviet downing of an American U-2 spy plane on May 1st, mm -hmm. Russian leader Nikita Khrushchev lashes out at the United States and President Dwight D. Eisenhower at a Paris summit meeting between the two heads of state. Khrushchev's outburst angered Eisenhower and doomed any chances for successful talks of negotiations at the summit. The Soviets shot down the US, the CIA spy plane and captured the pilot, Gary Francis Powers. Yeah, Gary Powers, right. The United States issued a public denial of the air, that the aircraft was being used for espionage, <laughs> right. claiming that it was merely a weather plane that had been veered off course. Sure. Soviets uh, then proceeded to present Powers 
large pieces of the wreckage of the airplane, and Powers admitted that he was, in fact, working for the CIA. Hmm. Hmm. That's this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, presented by Jeff McGuire. All right, just uh, going back to that Ted Williams game just a little bit. It was a doubleheader. He went... Uh, right, he had eight hits in the first game of the doubleheader. No, no, no. No, he had three hits in game one. He went for five for five in the nightcap. Still a really good day. He went eight for nine with two home runs and seven RBI in a doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers. This is on May the 16th, 1954. Pretty good day. Yeah, it's a really good day. Are you doubting me, Mr. McGuire? I'm going back to my source to see how dumb they were. Okay. You'll, it, I'm, did I say you were wrong? Did I say you were wrong yet? No, you looked... No, I said I was looking up my source. <laughs> you, looked, you, you looked at me, though. I'm seeing if you I wrote at, it down wrong. You looked at me. I was looking at my phone. I will tell you this. When I was when I was looking at this, I put in the wrong year. And I, I noticed that in on this day in 1953, the Cleveland Indians took on the Boston Red Sox. But they have changed it to the Cleveland Guardians. I got a real problem with that. I just... I don't like that. I mean... It's the, they were the Cleveland Indians in 1953. They were the Cleveland Indians in 2000 and whatever when they when they lost Game Seven of the World Series. I mean, they, <sighs> yeah, I think that's silly. It is. It is silly. It, it's, it makes it inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, how about this? This, according to the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Gary Powers' niece used to live in Lubbock. I went to college with her. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, this uh, wow business expo coming up Chuck Super Bowl yeah I noticed they're just calling it business expo now is that like Rogers Center it's like what happened to the 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 business expo the the Lubbock Chamber of Commerce business know. expo is that the new regime coming in and making uh, a slight adjustment to it I don't know you taking the word the off of the it 200 people that you talk to on Thursday you can ask one of them I bet they have an answer <laughs> but so what kind of survey question would you like me to ask folks just in general um, <clears throat> on on Thursday is there anything specific that you would like me to kind of is there a theme that you would like me to ask uh, them oh man I can't is there a sports theme that like Will the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, or will Texas Tech make the NCAA baseball tournament, or will Ludwig Aberg win the national championship? Will Texas Tech uh, win the national championship in golf and track on the men's side? Are we assuming these people know what they're talking about? Well, the guy that's asking the question, you got to probably assume that as well, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, just a general. Part of me wants to have you ask, like, a super simple question. Okay. Just to see how many people get it wrong. Because <laughs> they will. Sure. And it's just the nature of this type of question. Like, sure. What's the name of the head men's basketball coach at Texas Tech? Yeah. Let's go with, have you ever heard $1,000 called a gee whiz? Oh, okay. That's the question I want <laughs> asked. A G whiz. A G whiz. Yeah. Not a G. Yeah. A thousand G's. Or yeah, no, that's a, a G, normal. A G whiz. A G whiz. Yeah, a G whiz. 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. If somebody said this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, they would prefer a thousand dollars. No need for cheese whiz. No, yeah. it's a G whiz. I think that at a certain point you heard somebody call it a G and you and your little... 
<laughs> crew of your text message group you just changed it to a G whiz. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the G whiz, you know. A G whiz. Should I text my fellows and say, "Hey, Genesis, a G whiz." Yeah. Would you? Would you? Would you buy into and, their what they're selling? You and your three or four. <laughs> Text friends say yes. It it doesn't matter. It's got to be people like the rest of the world. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line via the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. Um, I think I've asked you this question before, and I don't think I think you've answered it. And I think probably it's you've, you're you. Was it a good answer? Oh, well, you didn't really care one way or the other. But I think I think you're I think you're a via guy, not a via guy. Am I right on that? Dickens is very much the via guy. Yeah, I I, I, I you're I have no problem when people use the other one. Okay, yeah, I'm a, definitely a via via. How about yeah. either or neither? Are you at either and neither? Or an either and neither. All the above. Okay. <laughs> All the above. Given, given, uh, like if you won more there. than a G whiz today, like if you won like uh, uh, 10 million G whizzes, which would be a lot of money, would that be enough to walk away from all of us? Except for Red Raider baseball. How many? <laughs> like, let's just say, let's just say you won the lottery today because you don't, I mean, you don't play, I don't play. Let's just say somebody hands you a lottery ticket today and you scratched it off and it was ten million dollars you'd yeah we'd never see you again would we uh except for red raider baseball you'd see me up there in the booth yeah right. <laughs> i'd right. be sleeping in there's no question there <laughs> yeah, you'd um, see me. let's see here I'd, sh- I'd show up at um i like your retirement party and stuff okay well that's mm-hmm. not for a few more years uh this unless you have something unless you know something i don't know Every time, every time somebody says, "Hey, can I see you for a second? It does. It does kind of, <laughs> just kind of give me the. Hey, do you have a moment? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got a moment got for everybody. Got for everybody. Got, it's gonna be a big party when you oh, uh, decide I'm, to retire. I'm, but I'm, but it's, it's, it's gonna be a sad day. I mean, we got we got time. We got the airwaves of Lubbock will never be oh, the same. We got plenty of time. Uh, this walking up and talking to people is definitely a skill. In fact, I believe that Chuck would be a great development guy for a nonprofit. Yeah, but you can't make any money doing that. You know what I really think that I could do? I really believe that I could be a a basketball recruiter. I, I can't coach, but I think that I could be, I think I could be a recruiter. Uh, I also do think there is plenty of um, value in someone that, that is not afraid to have a conversation um, that, you know, can communicate and all those things. I, I, I jokingly say that it's not a skill there, there, there is, there are so many people that you go into so many businesses now that can't communicate very well. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, at times it's very frustrating. So I think there is value in that. Um, I don't know there, but there's, (laughs) <laughs> there's different kinds of just oh sure just right. shooting the breeze right no you're right and um you're right you know the business side of it and being able to communicate and 
um, I, I think being able to convince people like you're talking about, yeah. you know, of an idea or of what's good for their company or yeah. what's good for their basketball future, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, you probably would, would be, uh, a good recruiter. Yeah, I think I, mean, I could be, mm-hmm. I think I could do that. I mean, you're known to oversell things. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I never over, I, I never over promise. I always over deliver. Uh, uh, just Jeff, how do I say this nicely? Um, some of your own accomplishments, maybe you've oversold. <laughs> maybe so. That might be true. That, that might be true. Or I've undersold them too. Uh, I'm starting to question Chuck's credibility because he keeps using the term, uh, gee whiz. Uh, I think you should let that one go. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to make that suggestion to you. Uh, let's see. There are plenty of guys, development guys in town that make money. Okay. Uh, please don't ever retire, Chuck. Your show makes me feel like home, no matter where I'm traveling. Wouldn't be the same without Chuck. Be, keep up the well. Thank I, you. Keep up the good work. Well, I'm not going I anywhere. I completely agree. It would yeah. not be the same without Chuck. Uh, this. Do you have Adidas bags full of money? If so, as a KU grad, you would be a top recruiter. Uh, <laughs> hey, I would tell you this. Whatever, whatever bags we got, you Under Armour, Adidas, Nike. I'm, don't, don't put us in with that group. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. T-shirts and swag in there to give to the young recruits. Swag. <laughs> right. Is that the uh, Kansas term for fat stacks of cash? Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That it's it's disappointing to me what some of the shenanigans that they have pulled. But that's been that's been going on for quite some time. Yeah, but this is your bag you're giving away. That's yeah. the question I'm asking right now. Uh, let's see. And that uh, wasn't an answer. Brilliant. Shelly says this brilliant idea, uh, football and hockey combo sport. Okay. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm going to try and make it to the law this weekend. Can't believe the season is almost over for baseball. Yeah, no kidding. Has it gone by fast for you or is it? Always does. Um, Always does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, it was mid-February. So basically we're March, April, May. Three months ago was basically the start of of the college baseball season and it does it does go by quickly mm-hmm. um and there's some there's probably some times when it when it drags just a little bit but for the most part it it seems to go by uh relatively quickly what do you as you start to study KU and and get ready for this matchup uh Thursday Friday and Saturday two night games and a day game does anything stand out to you about them that you kind of look at and go okay that's a concern uh, I wouldn't go there. Uh, it's shocking how many, how few returning players they have. I mean, they're, they're in a very similar situation to Baylor um, with a new head coach and just almost a completely different team. Um, they really don't do anything. I mean, they don't pitch it real well. They don't hit real, real well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to give them credit. They've they've battled enough to, to win some Big 12 games and – you know, come away with one out of three. It seems like just about every weekend in Big Twelve play, and um, one enough to get themselves into the the Big Twelve tournament. So, um, you know, you just have to wait and, and give their their new guys some time to recruit because it's been a complete overhaul, and the program was just a dumpster fire before, mm-hmm. and they didn't seem to care at all. Mm-hmm. Where's the new guy? Is he is he a Texas guy? The new guy. I don't remember where he's from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just kind of looking ahead to the weather. 
Uh, 24% chance of rain on Thursday, Friday, 47% chance. Ooh. Uh, scattered thunderstorms later in the day. And then that's that's Friday night. And then uh, Saturday, uh, just a 9% chance of uh, of rain. Let me double check that. Yeah, 47%. So for Friday. But uh, somebody says this. Um, can Tech afford to drop one to KU? I, I think they can, don't you? I think if you win the series um, and then don't perform really, really bad, the Big 12 tournament, you're still okay. So who knows, though? Man, you're you're right there in that place where every single game is could be a big deal. So, man, you want to get everyone possible at this point. And unlike well, – and maybe I'm wrong about this. It just – it seems to me, okay – it seems to me that you have less bid stealers in college baseball than college basketball. I think when that's, it, that's probably fair when it comes to the postseason tournaments. Yeah, maybe so. And and but but um, we also have to think about this in that it's been a long time since you've gone into a Big Twelve tournament that you've kind of cared, right? Um, I say kind of. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you. I think you were in a similar situation last year, you know, hoping to improve your stock, mm-hmm. you know, and improve your improve your your seating and where you ended up and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seven twenty four this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, this did you know the rain percent doesn't mean percent chance; it means percent coverage of the area. Yeah, I think we've been over this before, but it's just way too complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we, I think it's just better to say chance of rain. That's, I think, what the weather guys say for the most part. Chance yeah, of rain. Yeah, I think it means like the percentage of the area that gets Yeah, rained. that's what this guy's saying, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Percentage of the chance, percentage mm-hmm. coverage of the area. What are you, some kind of meteorologist? <clears throat> <laughs> Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I don't know. I I, I, I don't think it's going to rain very much. I think it's going to be just fine. And I I think the Red Raiders will take at least two or three. But it sure be nice if you take a lot of pressure off to win Thursday and Friday, right? Go into Saturday's game kind of playing like you feel like playing sure. for house money. Sure, but you need this <coughs> team to realize that Saturday game would still matter at that point. Sure. Because it yeah. seems like there's been some times they've taken some foot off the gas a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. When you've gone into that chance of sweep. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, hit me with your question of the day. All right, so <clears throat> I'm going to throw one at you that we kind of used talked about yesterday afternoon that I thought was a good conversation. I feel like you guys would have fun with this one. Okay. All right. I want you to tell me the toughest two-game stretch of the season for Mm. the Red Raider football team next year. Toughest two-game stretch. Okay. Back-to-backer. Back-to-back. All right. I've got got an initial thought in my head, but I've got to get to the Mm -hmm. schedule. I don't have it. I don't have it quite memorized in my head yet. <clears throat> Do you have it memorized in your head? Um, I wouldn't say I have it memorized. Definitely okay. not the dates. I, th- I have a pretty idea, a pretty good idea. Yeah, of the comes. teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the you know the order, so, so to speak. Okay, uh, let's see here. 
Well, it's... <laughs> Man, I, 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 there's a three-game stretch. There's a four-game stretch that's pretty tough in the middle of it. Uh, at Baylor versus Kansas State. At BYU and versus TCU. Um, I th- And then the end of the season, at home against UCF and then on the road at Texas. But <clears throat> because... Because you haven't beaten them, and because they're an unknown, and it's on the road, I'm going to say the back-to-back weeks of October 14th against Kansas State at home, and then on the road the next week at BYU. Those are going to be my two games that are going to say is your toughest two-game stretch. Okay. Jeff? I'm on the other side of that. Uh, I've got at Baylor versus Kansas State. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you haven't had well, you didn't have any success against Baylor last year, and it, it looked like a complete mismatch. Um, and then Kansas State that you haven't beaten. It felt it feels like since the Eisenhower administration. Okay, so I th- think those are both really good answers. I also think uh, the very end of the season is a, a tough stretch. Mm-hmm. Okay, with UCF and at home, and then at Texas, we'll see what UCF is going to be. But uh, that one scares me a little bit as well. But my answer um, in, is the first two games of the season. Wow. Okay. And obviously, we, I mean, I think we all think Oregon's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that Wyoming on the road is a pushover. Mm-hmm. And I just factor into this, this this is the first game of the season. And it just feels like you don't know what you're going to get in game one. Sometimes you see teams come out and be really, really good and look like they're in midseason form. And then sometimes it's just like, man, just go back to college football's opening weekend every year. It seems like there's a lot of craziness that goes sure. on. Sure, And um, that's one of the reasons why I would have loved to have had a kind of a, you know, a, a Tarleton State there to begin the season mm-hmm. to kind of get things, some things figured out. But I, I'm I'm nervous about that one. I mean, I don't think it's out of the question I don't. I'm not going to predict it, but I don't think it's out of the question that you you could start zero and two, right? Just because that. I mean, that mm-hmm. game to Wyoming is the game at Wyoming. It just. I, I don't put much into the the distance that you're traveling. I don't put much d- into the fact that you've never played there or anything like that. I'm just saying it's the beginning of the season. It's a road game. I don't know. There's been so much positive hype and momentum with this program. I think we all feel like that's going to be a positive and you'll take it in there and, and, and things will be great. But who knows? Maybe your team will come out a little bit flat. I, I don't know. And But you could say that really about any game all season long, right? No, no. I just, the beginning of the season with the craziness that happens there, that stretch scares me. Well, and the other thing too with regard to Wyoming, I mean, you know that you're going to be kind of a Super Bowl for them. I mean, that the whole, every cowboy and cowgirl in town is going to be you know, settling up their horse and heading over to the stadium. The hitching post will be will be full over there at the in Laramie. That's the thing. I mean, I, you might be right. I mean, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but I mean, if we're their Super Bowl, I'm just going to tell you. I think <clears throat> I uh, would, they play Texas two weeks later. Yeah, where, where is that game? That's though? in Austin. Okay, so that's why yeah. that that's why I feel like that this will be a kind of a Super Bowl for, for them. Mm. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing there's rivals they would prefer to beat over us. Over us? You think? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're a Big 12 school. Let's see. We play. That's the, fair. I get it. But 
they play Portland State. Uh, uh, Jonah Field at War Memorial Stadium. Okay. I, mean, I bet you Jonah gave him a lot of money. Is Oregon our Super Bowl this year? No, our Super Bowl is always Texas, right? It's always Texas. Well, if you're the person that hates Texas that much, but yeah. I think it's a rival. It's not some non-conference game. That's not your Super Bowl. They play uh, Boise State. They play Colorado State. They play UNLV. They play Air Hawaii. Force. They play Air Force. That's probably a big rivalry game for them. Would be my would be my guess. Um, but I would say that that's this is a, we're we're probably one that they've circled without question, because if you beat Texas Tech team that finished in the top twenty five and you know and you you it's a home game for you and I mean I'm sure that they've circled it. I just don't know if I would call it their Super Bowl. Okay. All right. So here's my next question. Okay. What's the easiest two game stretch? Easiest two game stretch. Well, it sure as hell ain't the first two. Um, you know, some might say Tarleton State at West Virginia because you've had some success with West Virginia. Um, does it have to be two in a row? I, I'm <laughs> uh, generally how a two-game stretch works. Yes, they have okay. to be in a row. Okay, I, I, I would, I would stake my life on these two games right now, and in. They've not always been easy games for you to win, okay? But I think that these are two games that you're going to go boom, boom, back to back. November 2nd at home against TCU. That'll be a night game. That'll be basically a a national TV game for us. They'll kind of close down the town early that day would be my hope and guess. And then uh, November 11th at KU. And even though that there have been times when you've, you've made it a game, I think that uh, and there's been times you've lost that well, a couple times you've lost that game. It's not been that, but anyway, the bottom line is I think those two games: November second, TCU; November eleventh at KU. Yeah, I'm gonna go week three and week four. I'm with Jeff. I think KU. I think KU and TCU are both better teams than West Virginia. I know you're going on the road, but I think both. You're talking Tarleton State at West Virginia? Those yeah. would be the two, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the easiest stretch. Yeah. Maybe close to the top 25. We may not have finished right in the top 25, but we're, I think we're there. Uh, Colorado State is their big rival. They call it the border war. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Calm down, Chuck. We don't do the ugly Texas fandom. We're Texas Tech. Respect everyone. Fear no one. Except Texas, huge disrespect for them. Okay, okay, okay. Can I dis- disrespect TCU because I, I really don't respect them at all? Would that be allowed? <clears throat> uh, that yeah. is allowed. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, Chuck, would you rather see KU beat K State in any given season, or some big non-conference home game like a top Big Ten or SEC school? Um, yeah. Oh, if I if I could pick a win over Kansas State this year, yeah, over Oregon, I would take that. Yeah. Um, I would trade that. I would trade a win over Oregon for a win over Kansas. State. I mean, given given how they haven't beaten K State and seems like forever in football, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take a a KU beat it's down over K State. It's a Big Twelve K-State. win. It's a Big Twelve win, but I mean, it's also a it just means in state rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a from a, a ranking perspective, the Oregon win would probably mean more. 
at the time. Nationally, whatever, it would yeah. give you more recognition. All the above. The don't Oregon disagree, win. but... Yeah. But I will yes, take I, a Big 12 win over a non-conference all day, win every day. day. Yeah. Yep. Uh, right there with you, Jamie. TCU is climbing the hate ranks. Uh, fair enough, Jamie. TCU can be disrespected. Thank you. Thank you. I really uh, appreciate that. Texas isn't a rival to anyone. Uh, only Chuck would ask of a two-game stretch had to be two in a row. That's why he's special. <laughs> Syntex Hank. Thank you. Thank you, Syntex Hank. Hey, I saw GMOS on Sunday. Um, he's always a, a good good listener for us. Good to be on. He's kind of on my side, I think, occasionally. Uh, Tarleton. I didn't know we had Virginia. sides. Well, I mean, there's, there's people that are more for you than uh, for me. A lot, lot more, I think. I think it's just on the situation. Okay. I think that changes. I mean, okay. sometimes people agree with you or me, and sometimes that flip-flops. Yeah. Generally speaking, though, I think I think if uh, if our audience were to say, hey, you can have lunch with any of the three of us, that you would... Oh, everybody would eat with Chuck. <laughs> Man, it would be way more entertaining. Oh, yeah, they, they would enjoy a quiet, nice meal with Mountain Dew with you. <laughs> Me, they just don't know what they're going to get. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Great to have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. And hopefully you're a a usual suspect, but if you're a new arrival and you've just stumbled onto us or stumbled into the city and find yourself here and like, what in the world am I going to listen to that's going to help me escape from life and gain just a Scotia knowledge and uh, give you some conversation starters for the weekend parties. We are your trio. The Morning Tribe with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you from the First United Bank studio. And our chat line is open for you. The Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that or the Visual Edge IT hotline if you prefer to voice your Thoughts and complaints or anything along those lines, uh, we're all ears, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be your, just think of us as uh, your old country psychologist. You can just kind of climb up on the couch and just share your troubles, your joys, your concerns with us here today. Um, We'll have Ranger Baseball for you on the air tonight. Astros as well. Astros at 640 on 100.7. The score, they take on the Chicago Cubs. Rangers also... Facing a National League foe, game two of three for them against the Braves. Rangers dropped their game to the Braves last night, 12 nothing. Cubs losers to the Astros last night. So uh, <clears throat> both those teams, again, in action tonight and then tomorrow night as well. Okay. Um, you had a, a question yesterday um, of, uh, I think of Clint that I thought was pretty interesting on the bottom line, you know, of... Uh, a, a player today, maybe this is one take versus take. A player today, a player from yesterday who could be, really excel today, okay? Right? The, yeah, or whose game might be even better. Today. Might be even better. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to throw a name at you uh, with regard to that because I was, a, I'm, he, I was a big fan of him, and he's a Hall of Famer, but... I think Dan Marino would be even better in today's NFL than he was in his version of the NFL when he came in in 1983. Why? Why? Um, Well, I think the rules are set up for the quarterback now. Um, And you could make the case, well, he wasn't quite as mobile 
he's not as mobile as what you see others. But I mean, he reminds me of a guy like a Josh Allen. He had his, has a had a big arm. Um, he had you know big receivers, um, and I I think he could be could even be even better in today's NFL. I think because of the rules of what you mentioned, um, as far as they protect the quarterback better now, and um, defensive backs are allowed to get away with less, Mm -hmm. I think because of those rules, every quarterback that used to play the game, (laughs) his numbers would be better now. Okay. Okay. Would you make the same case for Jim Kelly? I mean, he was in the same quarterback class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they're very similar style quarterbacks, sure, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Both Hall of Famers. I, when I look at quarterbacks that I look back at, and I think they'd be better now mm-hmm. than maybe they were before, I look more towards a guy that's um, more mobile because I think the mobile quarterback, they've they've uh, offensive coordinators have used found found ways to use more mobile quarterbacks. Okay, they've not been afraid to let them use their athleticism some. Mm-hmm. And so I, I look back at and and I think of some of the the mobile guys that I think that would be they would take their game to a different level. So would that like include a I don't know about a Doug Flutie, but how about a Randall Cunningham? Randall Cunningham, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you could say the same thing about uh, shorter quarterbacks, maybe when you mentioned Flutie, because you know you just shorter quarterbacks just didn't get much of a chance before. But I don't know, maybe. Maybe Charlie Ward would have Charlie gotten Ward. his shot in the league. <laughs> you have to want his shot in the league, though. <laughs> he got his shot in the NBA. He wasn't very good. You know, right, but that's where it. he wanted his shot. Yeah. So, okay, this seems ridiculous about this question because of how great this guy was. Mm-hmm. But considering his numbers still stand up, Jerry Rice is the name that first came to my mind. Yeah. No, how and- high would those numbers be? In today's NFL versus then. And I think it's not because it's a different style. I think it's because they, I mean, wide receivers are, you know, given the benefit of, you know, defensive backs can't touch them inside, you know, outside of five yards, basically. Um, And then also you don't have the fear of going over the middle and having your head taken off. Yeah. Yes. Would he double his yardage? Yeah. Um, I mean, that that sounds ridiculous to say yeah. out loud. Yeah. And I think the same thing could be said for, and, you know, my answer to Clint's question was Michael Jordan, because I just feel like, man, if they couldn't put their hands on him and arm bar and all that kind of stuff, man, he didn't, and he didn't have thing. to worry about Bill Lane Beer taking his head off when he mm-hmm. drove into the lane, uh, Jordan would have had a field day, but to the point that I just made to you, Chuck, the same thing could be said to me. Mm-hmm. Well, every great scorer from the past would, would, love, been, to play in today's would love to play in today's NBA. Sure. Uh, what so, about reverse? What player do you think would excel going back uh, in sorry. today's game? Oh, in today's game. Yeah. Like what of today's players Player. would have succeeded 20 years ago? Well, I think I think quarterbacks like Josh Allen, um, like Patrick Mahomes, like yeah, those Pat, guys. With those I mean, guys. Patrick Mahomes is going to excel in er- any era. Any era, he's probably it is best right now, though, because of it, more opened up offenses and more creative mm-hmm. play calling. You know, when when you, I mean Patrick Mahomes, if he was stuck in a three yards and a cloud of dust offense, 
because that's what the offenses ran back then, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be the superstar that he is. No. So and, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes would be per se better going backwards. Maybe not. And and and, and if and and if you were allowed to punish him in those days, like like yeah. you're not today. I yeah. mean, he may not hold up as well. Yeah. So that's 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 a good point. I uh, think of a guy like um, well, he's not playing anymore. But I, what about like Adrian Peterson? Yeah, a big physical sure. running back, mm-hmm. like JJ Watt or Mike Allstop. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. A uh, couple things from the Eight Sporting Center chat line. Somebody brings up Fran Tarkington. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good. I mean, yeah, that he, was that was brought up yesterday as an athletic quarterback okay. that could. We've had have even more success in today's era. I did think of this guy, and I didn't say it out loud, but I I I do feel like that uh, King Craig is right. Uh, Drew Bledsoe, who was as mobile as the Statue of Liberty, would be successful in today's league. Maybe, maybe. Um, And then somebody brings up um, Roger Staubach. Yeah. Uh, And then the Warren Moon and Steve Young, in addition to Randall Cunningham would probably uh, excel in today's yeah. game. Yeah, both those guys. Yeah, both I those. don't really see um, um, Warren Moon as a super mobile guy. No, he was a throw. He was a he 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 threw it. He, he was a, I'm going to throw it 60 yards guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accurately, yeah. mind you, mm-hmm. but throw it 60 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily see him as like the athletic kind of guy, but I mean, that's not to say he wasn't a good athlete. He was just a great pocket passer. I don't know about Phil Sims. I was, I'm just going through some quarterbacks from the eighties uh, that just kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Um, maybe Shorter guy, maybe yeah. Um, accurate. I think most teams want Phil Sims to me was a, he was a bit of a bus driver. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that that's bad, but I think now, you know, the stars of today are guys that can actually make plays for you. Yeah. I I don't know about Terry Bradshaw. He he was a bit of a bus driver, too. I mean, he had great players all around him. Uh, I wish he had stayed in the past. (laughs) Uh, Bobby Hebert, how about that? Steve Grogan. Uh, This is some names from the past. What about Mike Trout playing back in the 60s? He probably would have been all right. He'd been, he'd, been, he'd, been, he'd been just fine. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.